0: Why, hello, and welcome to our show. It is Sunday, September 6th, 2020. Man, I can't believe we're already into September. That's kind of crazy, isn't it, Zach?
1: Already? Mm mm-hmm. Wouldn't say already.
0: I don't know. I guess things have been different. You've been like locked inside, basically, ish, sort Sorry, of.
1: I've been going to work in person for months.
0: Uh, I guess you're right.
1: I don't know. I'm ready
0: for I'm ready for 2020 to be over and for, for me uh... it's
1: just for me it's just you know average average life except more masks I guess I don't know. Mm. Whatever.
0: Oh yeah, that's right. You guys have a mask mandate there, don't you?
1: Should have one, but yeah, we do have one here.
0: We are still without one here for better or for worse uh i will not let my politics into the show although i'm pretty sure you know where i stand
1: i was thinking that there should be a mask order like a political thing it's a science thing science says that masks are effective more effective than no masks so well
0: that's uh, there you go that's what i think of our governor
1: i'm not gonna make it i I'm don't not, even know why it's a question who cares what you think you know the the data says this so the data is right because the data doesn't care what you think right whatever
0: uh, again this is not a political show so i'm not gonna make a political but uh-huh. there you go that is that is my that is what i think of our our governor here in in iowa so again, not gonna make it publicly known on the show because that's not
1: what the show is about, but- um, You already have, but moving on. No, I have it. You just did, you said you don't like
0: it. <laughs> Okay, whatever. I never said that. I said for better or for worse.
1: Uh, okay. Oh, well, let's move on.
0: Yeah, I said for better or for worse, we don't have one here, but anyway. So, uh, oh, yeah, we were we were talking about this slightly before the beginning of the show, uh, because I have I have too much stuff on my desk. Apparently, I couldn't find what I was looking for, moving stuff around. And then I talked to Zach and I was like, dude, I still can't believe that you have crammed all this stuff. You've got three monitors crammed onto a tiny little desk. Well, I guess they're mounted.
1: And That's why they're crammed is because they take up about <laughs> one square foot of desk. No, the rest is all above desk.
0: Well, they would never fit if you actually had them physically on the
1: desk. You want to make a bet? Did you have them that way? For a long time, I sure did. No, I thought it was two. I didn't think it was three for a long time. It was three. Oh, you know what? I think I remember this
0: because like one was like one or two of them were one like hanging over like the side
1: the edge. You know? <laughs> and I broke one that way.
0: Wait, what? I didn't realize you, you never told me you broke one.
1: I didn't. I did break one that way. I had my feet up on the desk and I like sat up and I guess it wobbled it just the right way and it went over the edge. (laughs) When was this? Uh, I don't know. That was a couple of years ago, I think. When? I was pretty angry about it, but (laughs) I don't know. I mean, it at least wasn't like, you know, a high end, like expensive bucks which sucks to break. speaking of
0: which what happened
1: 100. to that one monitor you bought did you end up taking it back oh that 1440 yeah i think so yeah i didn't take it back <sighs> i couldn't justify keeping it because it was like i don't know it was like 300 bucks and i was like well this 25 dollar ac adapter fixed the monitor that i replaced it with so but then i replaced with this one so i mean i can't really justify keeping it now can i And not only that, but the wonky resolution scaling kind of just kind of just triggered me a little bit. You know, it was like like weird. So I wanted to maybe got used to that.
0: I wanted to ask this because I'm toying with the idea, but probably honestly not. Oh, there's some cool stuff. Um, I'm toying with the idea of just going to an ultra wide
1: and ditching the second monitor. I mean, how wide are we talking, though? Like the size of two monitors? Yeah,
0: probably. If I was going to do something. I'd have to be fairly decent.
1: Uh, I don't know. I don't think it's a very cost-effective thing to do. If that's your preference, you know, I don't know. I guess the ultra-wide versus multi-monitor thing, I mean, it seems to me like more of a preference thing than anything. That's what I was wondering. Some people like them for games and, like, well, not, not anything but games, I guess, because I was going to say for like media, but, you know, not much media is that wide, but you can tell a game to be whatever resolution you want it to be. That's true. Um, I don't know. Some people like them for games, I guess. Um, I don't know. Some people like them just for having like, like, you, you know, you can get software that will basically tell Windows it's multiple monitors and exactly. That's what I would end up like having that. To do. So I guess games, productivity, I don't know whatever. Um, personally, though, ugh, the cost, I don't like the cost. OK, if cost wasn't a factor, I can get though, two monitors, I can get two monitors that are separate for way cheaper. And if I decide I want to do something else with them, I, you bet I can. But you can't really do anything else with ultra wise. That's not a very good argument.
0: OK, that, so if cost, that, well, cost I think is
1: here, a here's the wrong argument.
0: Here's what I was wondering is if if cost wasn't an issue, would you consider going to just one ultra wide, Or do you prefer to have the multiple monitors?
1: Well, here's the thing. It would have to be a really, really wide monitor. They make them. I don't want anything less than three. <clears throat> so it would have to be one of those. Oh, what are they like? Fifty seven, sixty by ten, eighty or something monitors.
0: I'm sure they make them.
1: I just I, I think wa- they do actually. I wasn't sure. But I don't know, maybe. Some I don't know. I I'm I'm used to my setup, so I kind of like how my thing is right now. And here's here's the other issue is that probably wouldn't be as much actual screen, you know, for that. If I got a monitor like that, it would not be uh you know, there wouldn't be as much actual screen real estate there. There would be enough. There would be the same number of pixels, but not as much screen.
2: Hmm. Yeah, and but you get rid of all the also, bezels.
1: Okay, so here's okay. That's fair. <laughs> but here's, here's the deal, right? The way that I have mine arranged right now, you know, this this monitor would have to be this monitor would have to have some ridiculous curve to it just, like, a very aggressive curve to it to match the profile that I have right now. And I like the profile that I have right now because if it was less aggressive of a curve, I suppose it would just be going way off the desk and just, like, all over. Just, uh, I don't know. I don't think I would. I don't think I would. I like how they are right now. If I was, you know, if I was uh, wanting to play games in ultrawide, maybe? But I don't know. I mean, it's... I don't know somebody gave me one i wouldn't be sad and i would happily use it probably or what resolution did you say 5760 by 1080 if anyone makes a monitor like that it definitely isn't as big as i want it to be because as big as i want it to be would be a little unrealistic for one monitor it would be like a tv except very short and very wide no here we go lg lg makes like a tv with some horrific proportions to it and i don't know why anyone would want that it is
0: kind of like a tv
1: just strikes me as a product that wouldn't sell very well i don't know no
0: i bet you it does lg's got one right there
1: (laughs) what (laughs) what is that (laughs) oh okay (laughs) okay oh it's a 5120 by 1440 okay wait so that's that looks to me that's like two 1440p monitors stacked together is it it might be i think it is no 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 i want i want to go bigger i want three (laughs) 1080p monitors stacked together okay (laughs) Uh, oh, it looks like it's maybe vase amountable, though. It better be for that much money. <laughs> because let's not even talk about the fact that it cost a grand and a half. Well, that was, just, sure the, that awesome, was just the first but... one I picked. <laughs> I'm sure it's really nice, but... Eh. <laughs> Need a new graphics card for that, too, I'm sure. Although I'm planning to get one. Um...
0: Well, Samsung makes one too. It's a sure forty nine inch. Given
1: the volume of displays they make.
0: It's a forty nine inch. Um Oh, this one's fifty one twenty by fourteen forty.
1: That's the same as the LG one that you linked. Is it? Oh, That's you're like looking to 14. You're looking for you're stack. looking for
0: 5760. That's what you're
1: 5760 looking for. by 1080. I don't know that if would that be... I don't know if they make them. oh I don't know either. No, they don't make a 5760 by
0: 1080 because everyone wants 4K. I know. What's wrong oh, with 4K? Four... Uh, actually, you know what? OK, so I I was going to say I was forced to, but I wasn't forced to, I guess. But I bought a new TV for my room here. OK, um, it is a 40 inch Vizio 1080p panel. OK, now some people may ask, well, why didn't you go 4K? A
1: lot of people hate on 1080p, but you know
2: I what? didn't
0: need uh, 4K. And the only reason I actually didn't even want the 40 inch. I wanted a 32 inch. But you know what the problem with all the 32 inch ones were?
1: They all 720. Yeah, they were all 720p. Yeah.
0: Yuck. And I wasn't about to go 720. Dude, even the little. I'm pretty sure this little TV that's behind me here and the shot right now that's got the logo on it is
1: 1080p. Many, I don't think very many manufacturers make 1440p TVs. It's either 1080p or 4K. You know, the only 1440p monitor displays are generally monitors, I, I think. I've never. I don't know. You, I've never seen. What are you talking that. about? 1440p. TV. You mean 720p? No. no. What? Anyway, 1440p. Anyway, I didn't
0: need 4K. I don't have anything that I can consume in 4K. Yeah. Well, I suppose maybe Netflix or like, I don't know if Hulu does. Actually, you might have to pay more for that. I can't remember. Anyway, so no, I really That's- don't. I don't really have anything that is, is consumable in 4K, so I didn't care. But I was not willing to compromise in 720p. That was not an option.
1: Or just about everything is 1080p at least.
0: Yeah, I was definitely not going to go. I I was looking at one. I picked it up and I was like, okay, this looks pretty cool. Ooh, 720p. Nope. I kind of looked at a second one. I was like, mm, okay. Oh, uh, uh, no, 720. Uh.
1: All I can say is it is possible that I just haven't tried a monitor that's awesome enough for me to uh, say I will never use 1080p, but I don't know, it's whatever.
0: That you won't use 1080p? Yes. I thought your monitors were 1080p.
1: No, they are. I'm saying that maybe I haven't tried a monitor awesome enough to make me stop using it.
0: Oh, I see what you, okay. I was like, what, what? You're complaining about 1080p? You just asked for a
1: Well, here's the other issue. For is if, I to, if I wanted to monitor. have a higher resolution, I would have to change all of my monitors or else it would just bother me But they're all different. That's
0: why I'm so. saying, if you got like an all in one, you just have that giant screen real estate all in one monitor.
1: Yeah, but for that price, I could buy three separate ones and save money.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, but you still have the bezels are small. (laughs) So, you know what? This is... I don't know why. I think it was a cost-saving thing, but it looks horrible.
1: So... Again, I would try one. I would try one if it equated to three. I want no less than three. If it equated to three monitors, like in Windows, if it looked like three monitors, and it... You could set it up that way. Well, yes, I know. I'm sure you could set up this one that way too even though it's kind of like two but I want it to feel I want it to be big enough that you know it will feel like three monitors you know to use
2: Mm.
1: I don't know you might get used to to it I'm being picky I know (laughs) if I were going to spend that much on a monitor I think I have every right to be Hmm.
0: so um Oh yeah, so so the reason I had to get a new TV. So my old one uh, developed this weird issue where, like, you would point the remote at it and it wouldn't turn on with the remote. But once it was on, it would pick up all the signals from the remote, um, which is really weird. Or at least you could like I couldn't turn it on with the remote anymore.
1: My family had a TV and still does actually. I think, although I'm not sure, very many people watch it. That long time ago it had this it started to have this issue gosh i mean it must have been like five six seven years ago i still have this tv i can't even believe it (laughs) um that it would like when you turn it on it would just like click on off on on off, on off and it would just do this for like a minute two minutes and then it would turn on Weird. It's the weirdest thing. Uh, <laughs> it would just sit there, click, 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 <laughs> click, 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 and then it would just finally decide. All right, I'm, I'm awake. Hmm.
0: Um, the other issue this TV was having was that you would be watching something and then the audio would just cut out. And I would unplug the Chromecast from the from the HDMI port, plug it back in, and then it would be fine. Very weird. Okay. Very good. So anyway, so that's why I just finally said I'm like, screw it. I'm going to I'm going to buy a nice TV. So this time I went for the Vizio because Vizio is a good brand. Um, Well respected. Been around for a while. Uh, The last TV I have was an Insignia, which is uh, Best Buys like in store brand. So that means it's the cheap crap, (laughs) right? Right up there with like Westinghouse and things like that. I like
1: to to say, I like to. Well, I don't say very often, but I like to think that you know the first, the first something that you buy, you know, the first whatever, whatever that thing may be, you know, maybe it can be a cheap piece of crap because you're not sure if you really care about it. But if you end up buying another one, make it a little nicer, you know, because clearly you cared enough about it. Yeah, that's why
0: I decided to go with a Vizio this time. I was either looking for a Vizio or a Samsung. And uh, I knew they were good brands. And uh, TVs are, rel- panels are relatively cheap these days. But
1: anyway. Oh, it's crazy how much cheaper they are.
0: You know what's funny? These AOC monitors that I have, they're not the greatest monitors in the world. Uh, definitely not for gaming. Although they, they say they are gaming monitors. They definitely are not. Not probably super oh, color
1: accurate. Who cares what... Oh, it's a gamer monitor. It has one millisecond response time. That's not Woo-hoo. why I bought them. Okay, I bought them because cares? they you'd were. You'd have to be like a, you'd have to be like on crack to even see the difference. I Ugh.
0: bought them because they were cheap, um, and they have served me well. Um,
1: I hate that gamer monitor crap. Oh,
0: you is... have to admit though, G Sync is pretty cool. It is cool. <laughs> I've never, I've never experienced it before, but.
1: I don't have a is cool. that has that capability and I don't really use it very much. Well, I don't turn it on very much. I don't know. I just. I just don't. <clears throat> so, um, so I know what
0: I wanted to ask you and then we need to get into topics for the week. Uh, but so we were we went off on a tangent. And uh, so anyway, you were saying that you would like a bigger desk, but you don't have the space for one until you get an apartment. Yes. So now here's the thing. Is have you explored other options for ISPs in your
1: area? No, because it depends where you live. You know, that's like part of it is what ISPs are available there.
0: You must have an idea of where you're going to look or do you not? Yeah, but every
1: building is different.
0: Every building is different, but I think you can probably purchase any service that you you might be able to.
1: I don't know. Yeah, but sometimes the buildings are wired for X or Y or whatever, you know.
0: That's why that's why I kind of stopped. But I don't know. Do you consider some kind of broadband service or not broadband like uh, broadband like satellite service? No,
1: I don't. What even through like Verizon five G or something like that? No, I don't. <laughs> That's not satellite either. Or what is it? That's cellular.
0: Or, yeah, it's it's, I'm sorry. Not not satellite. Cellular. Satellite is awful. Yeah, I My know.
1: Grandpa had satellite. <laughs>
0: Ugh. Uh cellular. I'm when I hit sorry. House,
1: you get like you get like a quarter megabit. <laughs> uh, no, awesome. a, a cellular cellular connection or something oh, like that. I wouldn't do cellular. Really companies. Those companies love data caps even more than cable companies do. Mm, That could be true. The only company I know to avoid like the plague is CenturyLink. Just just no. So I don't care how good they will tell you it is. No, do (laughs) not CenturyLink. No, just no. I think I I think CenturyLink, the middle finger and don't look back.
0: Our TV station has a uh, has a direct link between uh, our two studios.
1: Yeah, and I know because I've heard so many horror stories about CenturyLink. Just like okay, so I've heard this from actually multiple coworkers, just horror stories. It's, it's awful how bad they are. That that they will like they, they will just not they will just not do things that they say they're going to do. Like, oh yeah, you're going to get your modem weeks later, no modem. You know, hey, where's my modem? Uh oh yeah, we're we're sending it. We we've made a mistake. We're sending it now. Okay, cool. No modem. Oh yeah, uh, uh, we we made another mistake. Uh, we're we're sending it though, huh? Uh, no modem. You know, like that kind of crap. And Can't oh, you yeah, buy your own? Time... Yeah, you can buy your own. Sure you can. But I'm just saying. You know, do you still want to work with that company? No. No. Or <laughs> right, well, how about? Um, let's see. Um, co-workers go on site. Or a, like, I don't know, whatever they're doing. Like, bringing this site online with CenturyLink because they just, um, they just changed ISPs for this site. Okay, we need to get them, like, up and running. All right, well, CenturyLink is supposed to have a tech here, but nope, there's no tech. And, oh yeah, the guys who are there, they, uh, they drove like eight hours to be there. And CenturyLink didn't send a tech when they promised they would. Hmm. <laughs> You know what you need to do, Zach? And they can't send a tech for like a week. <laughs>
0: no, you know what you need to do, Zach? Find, oh. enough people, find enough people that are fed up and then set up a
1: WISP. I don't want to do that. I just want I, I, what, to... What do you mean? I go to work all day. I don't want to do more work just to have internet at home. Yeah, but you know what? If you set up the WISP then and you you get some clients... paying for that service. That's why you pay for the service. So you, someone else takes care of it for you right
0: but if you do it then somebody else is paying you for the service and you get some money on the side I don't want to do it I don't <laughs> want to do the work <laughs> I mean luckily I have decent internet in my area otherwise I'd probably look at doing something like that
1: pretty sure that, actually there are quite a few apartment complexes that have fiber so around here so that's pretty cool hmm. you get that sweet sweet gigabit
0: oh you're going for gigabit
1: I don't know I haven't like I haven't really <clears throat> on a place or even I, I think will. I think we have a hundred up and a hundred down in 2020 it's uh it's a it's an interesting time you know we don't know what's going on I just all Let's I see. know is I freaking go to work and save money and keep going to work holy crap things.
0: Hmm? I, I'm running a speed test right now yeah I've got a hundred down pretty dang close to it What do I got for up? Hundred down, fifty up. That's what our that's what our plan is. I know. I'm sorry.
1: I think I actually can get a hundred down. If I had a Reliably? cable long enough, <laughs> reliable Ethernet cable long enough, I would get a hundred down. Reliably? Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> it may or may not work, depending on you know what the. What way the wind blows or whatever.
0: Oh, man. All right. Moving into topics for this weed uh, weed week. Um, There's so so we're going to go back. Last week, we talked about Epic and Apple. Mm -hmm. So Epic. Has filed a full argument why a court should force Apple to reinstate Fortnite. I have 30 pages in my hand right now um, of how many, but this is the, this is the legal uh, filing right here. So Epic says Apple is a monopolist. It controls all app district, Distribution on iOS, it controls all in-app payment processing for digital content and iOS. It unlawfully maintains these two monopolies by explicitly prohibiting any competitive entry in either market. That is true. They do that. On this motion, however, all Epic seeks is for the court to stop Apple free from retaliating against Go away, Bigsby.
2: I didn't understand that. <laughs>
1: What a loser. <laughs>
2: he is
1: the Biggest loser ever. Sam's uh,
0: Samsung's almost as bad with Bigsby as like Microsoft is with like shoving updates down your throat.
1: Oh, Sam's piece of crap, too.
0: Yeah. <laughs> hey, they make good devices. Uh, all Epic seeks is for the court of, uh, for the court to stop Apple from retaliating against Epic for daring to challenge Apple's misconduct. On August 13, 2020, Epic ceased complying with one of Apple's anti-competitive rules and offered players of its popular game, Fortnite, the option of lower prices on in-app purchases using a competitive payment processor. This was a necessary first step on the long road to freeing consumers and developers from Apple's decade-long monopolistic grip over app distribution and in-app payment processing on iOS. So... This is interesting because I heard more about this. So, yes, apparently Epic built in another way for users to have in-app purchases that cost less if they pick that option over using Apple's processing system. Mm -hmm. Um, Which basically blew the door wide open on this, allowing Epic to basically say, hey, look, Apple's basically ripping you off. Yeah. Um, Apple retaliated with ferocity It removed Fortnite and terminated every one of Epic's Apple developer program accounts and cut off Epic's asset, uh, access, even to software tools that are widely available to the public. Because now they're saying that Unreal Engine might be at um, uh, at risk now. Hmm. Um, this was a clear warning to any other developer that would dare challenge Apple Apple's monopolies, um, saying, follow our rules or we will cut you off. Challenge us and we will destroy your business. Um, in short, um, accused of antitrust violations for misuse uh, misusing its power to create and maintain two monopolies, Apple used that same power to try to... Um, course, Epic, to abide by its unlawful restrictions, Uh, the court should not allow Apple to enforce these
1: restrictions. So what do you think so far? Uh... Well, I think the same thing I thought last week. Technically speaking, by the letter of the rules, Apple is in the right to do that, but... That, you know, a simple, like, hang on a minute, common sense check says that Apple is being a little ridiculous.
2: Right.
0: So Epic says that they are ideally suited to challenge Apple's restriction, offering a competitive um, alternative to Apple's payment processing. Or uh, Epic demonstrated that it uh, it's readiness by offering a competitive alternative to Apple's payment processing, um, which would give choice to consumers um, Epic respectfully requests that the court grant its motion for a pl- preliminary injunction. Um, Apple controls a software platform um, that gives it substantial market power over app developers designed um, and also has designed a set of restrictions through which it acquired um, and maintains monopolies in two downstream markets where, comp- uh, where competition can and should thrive. So basically this is riddled with language here of basically the the monopolistic um, operation of the App Store and um, Apple's payment processing system. Mm-hmm. Um, this is funny. Other successful operating systems like Microsoft's Windows or Apple's own Mac OS offers such a choice to consumers and developers. Good for them. But apparently, on iOS, it's a different story. Um, it says just as they do when their apps sell physically uh, physical goods to iOS users, hmm. um, Apple absolutely prohibits any competition in either market, and they are free to impose uh, distribution and processes or processing terms unchecked by competitive forces um epic wants uh what epic wants is the freedom not to use apple's app store or iap i'm gonna guess that's in-app purchases oh my gosh oh, wait, bigsby yeah.
1: go away you have that thing even turned on i don't know you could turn it off it's never usually uh, an issue maybe you can um
0: apple has clever uh billions of users from their friends and family in the fortnite community um and get this. Um, so, the user outcry has been deafening, showing real harm to the public interest. Daily active users on iOS have declined by over. Any guesses?
1: I don't know, but probably quite a lot. Give me a number. Shoot me a number. Uh, 30%. Double it. 60%. Mm hmm. <laughs> Yep, that's crazy.
0: so that's another argument that Epic is making is that this is causing harm um, to its users. Basically, um, they say Fortnite is more than just a game. It is an intensely social community whose, ba- uh, whose value to its users depends in large part on the ability to connect with other users.
2: Oh, that's
0: funny. Epic has built a community that people rely on.
1: What will I do? I can't play. Hey, you know what?
0: Whatever. What? Well, you know what? It is a very social game. Sure. And especially in today's times. I'm just saying that the language they use to describe it is a little bit ridiculous. That's probably true, but they're trying to make an argument here. And look, let's be honest, with everything going on in the world right now, it probably is a decent way for especially younger people, which is the target demographic, for them to connect with their friends right now. I'm sure it is. Um... They also say, and then there is Unreal Engine. Apple has attacked Unreal Engine, Epic's three-dimensional environment engine, on which millions of third-party developers rely in fields um, from gaming to medicine. Really? I didn't know that. Um, From movie production to space flight, as well as other parts of Epic's non-Fortnite business. If Apple can cut off Epic's ability to continue updating Unreal Engine for iOS and macOS, both Epic and the millions of developers using Unreal Engine would be harmed. um let's see here yeah so unreal engine aside from fortnite epic has other lines of business including the unreal engine unreal engine is a software tool for developing digital three-dimensional environments for multiple uses um unreal engine users enjoy free access to uh, products and services developed by epic affiliates including um Pixel mega scans an online scan library of photolistic three-dimensional content and Twinmotion architectural uh, visualization tools. Okay, Um, let's see. At a market cap of over 2 trillion, Apple is the most highly valued publicly traded uh, corporation in history. Uh, Apple's empire is vast and extends to personal computers, smartphones and tablets, music sales and streaming, wearable devices, digital messaging, uh, digital storage, web browsing, Creative and productive software, uh, credit cards, television programming, and more. Apple controls iOS, one of the world's most widely used operating systems, um, used solely by mobile devices that Apple sells. And iOS um, is something. So basically, this is just their arguments of what some of the stuff is. Um, Let's see. uh, uh, Epic's challenge to Apple's uh, monopolistic conduct. So Fortnite launched on iOS in April 2018 and remained available until it was removed by uh, Apple on August 13, 2020. Throughout that period, due to Apple's control of iOS, Epic was forced to comply with Apple's anti-competitive restrictions. Thus, Fortnite was distributed on iOS only through the App Store, and in-app purchases made within Fortnite were processed only using IAP. On June 30, 2020, Epic founders... Um, Epic's founder and CEO Tim Sweeney reached out to Apple asking that Apple allow competing app stores and competitive or competing payment processing on iOS. Mr. Sweeney explained his desire to make software sales and distribution on the iOS platform as open and competitive as it is on personal computers. He asked that Apple make these options equally available to all iOS developers. On July 10, 2020, an Apple lawyer responded with an unquivocal... Um, No. On the morning of August 13, 2020, uh, the Fortnite iOS app began offering users the choice of making in-app purchases using either Epic Direct Payment or Apple's IAP. Because Epic's Direct Payment does not bear the 30% app tax, oh my gosh, I love that, that's even in here, Uh, imposed by IAP, Epic offered reduced pricing to users that chose Epic Direct Payment. Then we get into Apple's retaliation, uh, saying, within hours, Apple removed Fortnite from the App Store and posted a notice to Epic developers. Programming accounts explaining Apple's um, uh, purported reason for removal. Uh, later that day, Epic filed its complaint, challenge, uh, complaint challenging Apple's anti-competitive actions. Apple then intensified its retaliation through a second notice. Well, I didn't know that. In the second notice, Apple stated it would terminate Epic's membership in Apple's development or developer program and take certain other steps unless Epic um, complied with its demands, uh, uh, including by providing a version of Fortnite that used only IAP. Uh, Specifically, Apple stated that Epic would no longer be allowed to submit apps to the App Store. um as a result of Apple's removal of Fortnite from the App Store no new users can download the app on iOS you're right by the way there was some kind of like falling out with like the Google Play Store as well too yeah I know because I checked
1: last week remember um
0: this is uh, uh epic is highly likely to succeed on the merit of its antitrust claims as a legend epics complaint Apple so anyway yeah. Basically, those are kind of the claims that Epic is making here. Epic is trying to play the uh, I don't know. This this could work out as a good publicity stunt for them. Well, I'm sure it is, um, especially against the little guys. I mean, it would be
1: awesome to watch Apple. Just but make no mistake. They aren't the good guys they claim to be. They're just they're just another evil company.
0: They're right, though. They are probably in one of the best positions to challenge this, though. Yeah, probably. Um, Let's see. Uh, So shortly before midnight on Friday, before Labor Day weekend, Epic Games pushed the button on its next legal action against Apple's ban on immensely popular Fortnite Uh, There was no question that Epic would file for a preliminary injunction against Apple in an attempt to force the iPhone maker to bring Fortnite back to the App Store. Hearings were already scheduled for September 28th, but now you can read the company's full argument, uh, which we read some of it. Uh, You may remember that Judge Rogers was um, already unwilling to issue a temporary restraining order against Apple to protect Epic's games, partly because Epic hadn't proven it had actually been harmed, and partly because the judge felt that Epic um, strategically chose to branch uh, breach its argument with Apple, and so was at least partially to blame. That's true. Um... But in the new filings, Epic argues that more than its reputation has been harmed, daily active users on iOS have decreased by over 60% since Fortnite's removal from the App Store, Um, Epic claims. um, So those are measured through September 2nd. Um, By that point, Epic had effectively split into two different games. Um, Epic says iOS is the biggest platform for Fortnite 2. 116 million registered users are nearly a third of the 350 million registered users. Epic says Fortnite has attracted in total. Dang. And this is what is interesting here. Is that, is this really a smart move on Apple's part here? Mm-hmm. Think of all those users now. That's, and, and Epic is... Taking all of their users and using them to hopefully push back on Apple. How that'll work out, I don't know. But I would, what I would love to see is.
1: surprised they don't just, they don't, they didn't just, um, well, maybe, maybe it, had they chosen to be a little less aggressive, they could have done something like this. But like, you know, let's say, okay, we'll comply. And then we put a, uh, A little notice in every in-app purchase that says to everyone who purchases it, oh, yeah, this is 30% more expensive Mm, because of mm -mm,
2: Apple. mm -mm, mm -mm.
1: They can't do that? Facebook tried to do this.
0: (laughs) Oh, really? (laughs) Um, Facebook tried to do this with some kind of like for, what was it? For like donation streams or stuff like that. They put a little notice that was like, hey, by the way, Apple takes 30% of the cut here. And (laughs) Apple got pissed at them.
1: (laughs) So it's funny. Apple wants to be It's funny because, yeah, I mean, Apple knows it's true. And And, you know, so it's funny, like Apple wants to be the bad guy here, but
0: they don't want to admit that they're being the bad guy here. It's funny when you call them out. They're like,
1: "Mm, we don't like that. (laughs) Yeah. Really shocked. You don't like that. Apple.
0: It's like if you're going to be the bad guy, just be the bad guy and admit that you're being the bad guy. I'm
1: surprised they didn't just like spout some corporate dribble about we take the 30% to provide the services that you love or whatever. Um, We need that money to provide the services that you love. You know,
0: so here's the other thing. Epic is also claiming that 63% of Fortnite sound like that? I don't actually know, (laughs) Uh, but no, Epic is also claiming that sixty-three percent of Fortnite users on iOS access Fortnite only on iOS. And that there is uh, that is the only way for many people to play the game. That's probably true. What I would love to see is an uprise of people just saying, "Ah, screw this. We're over Apple's devices. It's not going to happen, but it'd be hilarious. I don't know. I'm waiting for something. I'm waiting. I don't know. Apple is apparently the company that just apparently can do no wrong, though. But I'm waiting for them to screw up so badly that there is a giant boycott on them. Like, I feel like that is the only thing that will actually get through to Apple is when it starts defecting their bottom line. I don't think it's ever going to happen but you right? ha- you have to admit i think that is the i think i don't know what you think but i think that is the only thing that is ever going to clearly get through to apple and cause any real change
1: oh of course they'll do whatever makes them money
0: right uh what i what i dislike is this culture of Oh, we're Apple and we know what's best for our users and users just accept it.
1: They do, though.
0: I don't get it. I don't get what it is about Apple that. I don't know. Apple has built this culture there or again, they just can't do anything wrong. And it's a great business model. If you can. Well, okay. Maybe not a great business model because obviously look where it's gotten them. But uh, to
1: two trillion dollars, uh, I think it's pretty good. Yeah. But all
0: this controversy that's happening right now, like and who cares? Uh, that's true. They're making money. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so Epic says it's worried that they may never see these users again, referring to the 60% decline uh, that its Fortnite community of players has been uh, torn apart and that some of its non Fortnite customers have also been uh, collateral uh, have been collateral damage, uh, as the Verge reported last week. Some of Epic's other games are no longer available to re-download, and Epic says that excuse me, its Shadow Complex remastered has been removed from the Mac App Store too after Apple terminated Epic's developer account. Look. I don't think Epic is fully not to blame here because they knowingly breached the terms of service.
1: Of course they did. They uh,
0: does that get them into trouble?
1: They threw on the gauntlet, basically. They were like, all right, Apple, let's tango.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what happens here. Not a lawyer.
1: Yeah. Sure, I mean, we're not. You're right.
2: Uh,
0: now, Epic is also claiming that Apple is threatening to deny any attempt to apply for a new developer account for at least a year, quoting a communication from Apple itself. And it's arguing, arguing that uh, the harm would be endured by being uh, denied the opportunity to access even a single new user among the 1 billion plus iOS users for at least the next year. It's harm worth creating a preliminary injunction for. Um, yeah. Um, let's see. Apple referred to it as, uh, okay. Here's what Apple says. We are disappointed, as we said last week, that we had to terminate the Epic game, Games account on the App Store. Oh, we're so sorry we had
1: to do it, though. We oh. oh, yeah, had no choice.
0: <laughs> uh we have Is worked that
1: what CEOs sound like
0: now? <laughs> no, that's what PR people sound executives,
1: like. Executives, whatever, I don't
0: know. No, nah, that's what P- PR people sound like. Uh PR, we have worked with KR the... drones. <laughs> we have well, worked with the team people, at Epic Games. F-
1: uh
0: for many years on their re- uh, launches and releases, the court recommended that Epic comply with the App Store guidelines. While their case moves forward, guidelines they followed for the past decade until they created this situation, Epic has refused. Instead, they repeatedly submitted Fortnite updates designed to violate the guidelines of the App Store. This is not fair to all other developers on the App Store, and is putting consumers in the middle of their uh, middle of their fight. Uh, we hope that we can work together again in the future, but unfortunately. Uh, that is not possible today.
1: We hope that we could work together in the future. And again,
0: I don't know, but I thought I heard something about how apparently like there are specific apps like Amazon or something like that, that do not have to have to comply with the 30 percent cut. I could I be know. wrong on that. I have no idea. I could be wrong on that. But if that's the case, then this whole thing right here. Um Let's see. Um, violate the guideline like you can't just give special treatment to specific apps because you want to. Well, they can and they do then. Then how do you enforce your policies? Uh.
1: You don't. That creates you a hole whole Selectively there. enforce them because that's what they want to do. <laughs> but that that creates a hole that is not that is not equality. Oh, it's not. And they don't care.
0: Yeah, I know they don't care. That's why we're in this situation right now, but. I don't know, it'll be interesting. What I would love to see happen is for Apple to get their rear end sued
1: and this be a giant win for the little guy. Epic's not a little guy, though. No, but Epic is... However, that being said, I could definitely see Apple... or Not Apple, Epic pushing for, um, you know, certain changes that would uh, that would favor little guys. And that's what they're they doing. want to stick it to
0: Apple. That's what they're doing. And that's what I'm saying. It would be a major whim for the little guy.
1: It would be. However, that's not the intent. That's just a uh, a happy side effect.
0: Yeah, a happy, a happy side just effect. It's fine,
1: but let's just not pretend that they're on the little side of the little guy.
0: No, but they're definitely going to use that argument in their legal proceedings.
1: Of course they will. In this case, their interests align. They will use that argument and it may or may not be effective.
0: So moving on, the FBI is worried that ring and other doorbell cameras could tip owners off to police searches.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And (laughs) now hold on. What's the problem with that, though? Uh You don't think they have a right to know? So know. true or false
0: Um you can True or false
1: Zach. It's just in the <laughs> FBI is worried that ring and other doorbell cameras might do their jobs. <laughs> uh well it's it's giving a tip off
0: to these to these criminals. But true or false, you can decline a search by the
1: police. Um In some circumstances, I think you can.
0: Yeah. Obviously,
1: in others, you don't get that. Unless
0: they have like a search warrant.
1: uh, If there is a warrant from a judge, I think, then they get to do whatever they want.
0: I think so. Or, well, within reason. Uh, Probable
1: cause to find a crime. I don't know. Whatever.
0: But in, in any just general circumstance, if you were
1: stopped on the street, if some, if a police officer just walks up to you and says, can I see what's in your pockets? You can say no. Uh, well, you can't just as say no. As long as he doesn't have a reason to think that there's illegal things in your pockets. No,
0: it has to be without a right. reasonable doubt.
1: Okay. That's, well, that's where the, if he, unless he thinks there's illegal things in your pockets, like he has a reason to believe that there but is. But he has to, yeah, like but it has to be without a
0: reasonable, reason say. but it has to be without a reasonable doubt.
2: Okay.
0: Um, well, I don't know. You can't Whatever. just say Bobs no, though. The, the the language that you use is very important. I do not consent to searches. Of course. And if you say that and they don't have a warrant, they got to come back with a warrant. <laughs> so. That's probably true. Uh, the Federal Bureau of Investigation Documents warn that owners of Amazon's Ring and similar video doorbells can use the systems, which collect video footage sometimes used to investigate crimes in order to watch police instead. Hmm. Yeah, well, that, that's kind of their... That's what kind of supposed their, to do. That's they're kind of the point behind them. Um, the Intercept spotted the files in the uh, Blue Leaks data trove aggregated from law enforcement agencies. One 2019 analyst described numerous ways police and the FBI could use ring surveillance footage, but it also
1: cites new challenges involving censor. So basically they want to, like, use these things to spy on people, but they don't want people right? doing the same thing to them. <laughs> I was just going to say that. Wait, they're going to spy on us too? What? <laughs> we can't have that.
0: Um, described numerous ways police and FBI could use ring surveillance footage, but also cited new challenges involving censor and... Uh, camera equipped home delivery uh, home de- or smart home devices specifically they can offer an early warning when officers are approaching a house to search it um, give away officer location and a standoff or let the owner capture pictures of law enforcement uh, presenting a risk to their present and future safety hold on there are riots happening right now because of police brutality and other things happening in this country <laughs> One would argue that there needs to be more surveillance of law enforcement it officers. It seems to me
1: like, you know, you know how, I mean, we have all these wonderful things like the Patriot Act and other such laws that allow, you know, them to snoop on people. But, of course, the people that sign those <laughs> things into law, they're exempt. If I remember correctly, all of those people are exempt hmm. from being spied on. <clears throat> so, you know, I, I can just picture them. Just, you know, in their, you know, in their big fancy buildings with their fancy suits on and looking over the laws and being like, oh, yeah, you know, we're going to spy on people. Wait, 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 they might spy on us, too? What? <laughs> no, we can't have that. Oh, I love this. The These are thing, partly like, hypocritical.
2: Well, we can use, okay,
1: we can use doorbell cameras to spy on people. Oh, that's, that's a good idea. Write that down. I wait, love wait, this, wait. But they might spy on us, too. <gasps> no, we can't have that.
0: <laughs> I love this. The next slide of this says these are partially or partly hypocritical concerns. (laughs) Uh, The standoff issue, for instance, was noted in a report about motion activated panoramic cameras. But the FBI, uh, FBI points to a 2017 incident where agents approached the home of someone with a video doorbell seeking to search the premise. The resident wasn't home, but saw them approach by watching a remote video feed. No, really
1: (gasps) what? Okay. they then
0: preemptively contacted their neighbor and landlord about the FBI's approach. He may also have been able to convertly covertly monitor law enforcement activity with the camera. Mm.
1: Mm, Okay. Um,
0: this isn't necessarily more information than a security camera would capture.
1: If they're doing what they're supposed to be doing, I don't see the problem. Wait,
0: hold on. How is this any different from having security cameras on your house?
1: I don't think it is. You could do literally the same thing with security cameras. I mean, you could probably hide them, and I'm sure unless they were looking, they wouldn't even know.
0: Right. Um, Doorbells like Ring or Google Nest um, Hello are pitched as more mainstream devices, and they've also created controversy around police use of the footage. Mm Mm-hmm. At one point, Ring offered law enforcement a heat map that showed the concentration of cameras in an area, and it's reportedly partnered with hundreds of law enforcement agencies and helped them encourage users to hand over footage. Um, critics argue that um, argue this compromises the privacy. <sighs> Excuse me. Um, of people whose neighbors install the doorbells. And ironically, it looks like law enforcement have some similar concerns, although the FBI still offered more positive assessment than negative ones.
2: Hmm.
0: Again, yeah, it's it's very hypocritical that the, that the police and law enforcement are like, we want to use the footage from these cameras. We want to
1: spy on you,
0: but we don't want you to spy on us. It's yeah, Well, I don't know if I would necessarily call it spying, but...
1: Yeah, close enough,
0: I don't know. Yeah, that's oh, man <sighs> hypocritical, hypocritical. So, anyway, and time for our Microsoft news this week. Uh, Windows 10 is getting a new touch keyboard with GIFs, emojis, and better voice typing because apparently we need this. So Microsoft is planning to release some significant changes to its built-in touch keyboard for Windows 10. The updated touch keyboard design builds on the company's work with Windows 10X, bringing new key press animations, sounds, and all the the all-important ability to search for and insert animated GIFs. GIFs
1: are GIFs, 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 how uh, you say it, I say GIFs, that's how I'd say it. Bite <laughs> <Fight> me. <laughs> uh, doesn't even matter. Microsoft called this the
0: uh, wonder bar for Windows 10 X and the new design in Windows 10 also includes better layouts that are organized for typing and the ability to move the cursor um, in through the space bar on the touch keyboard. Okay, I guess. Um, this is very similar to how iOS lets you operate the cursor uh, by placing a finger on the space bar and sliding left, right, up or down to navigate around. Hmm, I didn't know you could do that. Um, okay, cool, awesome. I kind of over all this. Um, yeah, because apparently this is what we need now. So. Whoop-dee-doo. Let's move on. Uh, T-Mobile details its plan to give free Internet to 10 million students at home. Because What's the catch T-Mobile can. T- well, you don't want to know what the catch is?
1: What's the catch?
0: Nobody's going to be able to use it because T-Mobile's network sucks.
1: <laughs> <laughs> OK, I mean, that that's fair, I guess. <laughs>
0: <laughs> T Mobile, because you didn't want to make that phone call, did you? Um I think T Mobile's network has actually gotten better, but
1: probably depends where you live. Well they they just bought Sprint, so you know if uh if yeah. two if two crappy networks come together, <laughs> does it make a better bigger, better network? <laughs> or does it just make a
0: bigger, crappier network? Uh, do two negatives make a positive?
1: Well, they do. In math terms, they do.
0: <laughs> How does that work out in the telecommunication world? Anyway, last year, T Mobile announced its plan to provide 10 million low income households free broadband internet to close what then CEO John Legree. Legary? Um. <clears throat> I really gotta stop trying to pronounce people's names on the show. Um, called the homework gap, pitching it as one of the reasons that the company should be allowed to merge with Sprint. Oh, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> okay. Um, the company has now revealed that it um, has a lot uh, uh, allocated ten point seven billion dollars for that Project Ten Million program over the next decade. With the goal of making it available to K through 12 students who's, uh, who participate in the National School Lunch Program for low-income families, even more than, before the pandemic, uh, more than nine million of America's 56 million school-age kids did not have access to reliable
1: internet. Yeah, well, and apparently, and
0: apparently, T-Mobile is the person to is the company to fix that.
1: T-Mobile is not a charity; they're an evil corporation. What are they getting for this?
0: Uh, no, here's here's what I love. <laughs> Reliable internet. Yeah, and T-Mobile <laughs> is a company to do that. <laughs> there you go. Um, and could not compete, uh, complete uh, after-school assignments, the company said in a news release suggesting that existing gap leaves many kids at risk of falling behind in school. With so many students learning remotely due to the coronavirus pandemic, the need for home internet may be even more important than it was last year. School administrators can apply for the program by providing zip codes for their students in the school lunch program and parents can also volunteer their schools. The schools then distribute the hotspots and devices with T-Mobile providing assistance for setup and technical support. Households can then or can get a free hotspot and 100 gigabytes of data over a single 100 gigabytes 100 over gigabyte.
2: a single year. <laughs>
1: there you go there's, there's your the catch, sack there's your catch. Gigabytes. i was actually just about to say that what so they get to download like hmm, how many i bet they get like what 500 megabytes you know if, if t-mobile's feeling really generous that is so no, that wow, is, is that is generous 100 gigabytes Oof. that's a little Oof. over eight a gigabytes bomb. a month what
0: uh, well, OK, so you take 100 gigabytes, right? Wait, that's 100 gigabytes over how long? Divided by over a single year. So 12. Oh, what?
1: <laughs> oh, god, that's horrible.
0: So that is eight gigabytes, a little over eight gigabytes that you get to use every month. There's your catch, Zach. There's your catch. Or get this. Okay. Or they can pay $12 monthly for 100 gigabytes of data each month. That's $144 for a year. Which, I mean, to be fair, is probably cheaper than um Whatever. Man. Um, I, mean. <laughs> I I, I mean, looked at that. A hundred gigabytes of data
1: thing. for a single year. Really? Hundred gigabytes? No. Hire Look,
0: you? and here's the thing, that data limit may not meet all the needs of students using Zoom, YouTube and loads of other video streaming platforms for their oh, online classes and entertainment oh, it
1: won't even be close, I bet. And
0: T-Mobile is still limiting those video streams to a low resolution of 480p. There'll be a limited number of hotspots available too, with T-Mobile allocating more each allocating. year, allocating. Yeah, you know what I meant. In addition, the fine print says that the free plan will end after 100 gigabytes or 365 days, whichever comes first, suggesting that students Internet may get abruptly shut off. That's different than a typical unlimited cellular plan where you have some low level of uh, Internet access, even after you hit a data cap. Still, this is definitely better than having kids sit outside fast food restaurants to access Wi-Fi hotspots just so they can do their homework. Yeah, until you run out of data.
1: And you're going to do so very quickly.
0: Especially with things like Zoom right now.
1: You're going to run out really fast.
0: All right. So, all right, T-Mobile. So, good try, but... But
1: No. we didn't really expect anything from you. I wasn't
0: expecting it to be that bad, though. I was... I don't know. Maybe I have more faith in T-Mobile than I should have given them. But... I don't know. So Zach, NVIDIA announces the new RTX 3080 GPU, priced at. Have you have you heard pricing yet?
1: Of course I have. I watched the launch event. So what is the pricing? Seven ninety nine. Six ninety nine. Six ninety nine. Sorry. You're right. And I launching. I really haven't se- watched closely enough. <laughs> and I, launching I don't September seventeenth. Kind of said that on autopilot. <laughs>
0: Um, NVIDIA, so you probably know more about this. So is this what you're looking
1: at? What is what I'm, I'm not looking at anything right now. No, I'm saying, but you're looking at at
0: upgrading your graphics. Oh, to buy one? Yeah, I probably
1: will buy one. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, my 980 Ti is probably not going to last that much longer. So I think it will last enough time,
0: but. NVIDIA is unveiling its new GeForce RTX 3000 series graphics cards. NVIDIA has been teasing these new cards for weeks, and there have been plenty of leaks before the RTX 3080 was made official. Based on NVIDIA's new Ampere architecture, the RTX 3080 is designed Ampere. to succeed. What is it? Ampere. Ampere? Yep. Mm, okay. Um, it is designed to succeed the RTX 2080 and 2080 Ti cards with improved performance and ray tracing support. Do you care about the ray tracing? It's
1: not really that
0: much of a thing right now, anyway. Uh, Nvidia is promising big performance with the RTX 3080. I love when events like I love this in, in event launches. We're we're promising big performance upgrades.
1: Well, no crap. Fortunately the cards are at least supposedly, you know, very fast, even in non RT or close.
0: Hmm. So it's fine. What I'm saying is, though, I love when they include that in these launch events. We're 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 building a better product faster. Oh, we're building really? a really, really. <laughs> oh, OK. <laughs> I, I would. See, hope for a second so. I
1: thought maybe it was worse.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Like is it is it even needed? No crap, it's going to be better. I would hope it is. Um, unless it's Vega.
1: Sorry. Well, Dad. AMD is supposedly launching, you know, something this November, but they've been really tight-lipped about it.
0: Um, so yeah, so NVIDIA is promising um, big performance with the RTX 3080, up to two times that of the RTX 2080 and faster than NVIDIA's RTX 2080 Ti cards. You know, Zach, you might want to wait a little bit after launch, though, to see if these light-ending systems on fire. I I actually
1: have a plan <laughs> for launch. I will buy one right away. I will go to Micro Center and I will get one, but I won't open the box till I know it's good. <laughs> okay. Because the availability is not going to be good. You know, I'm gonna probably have to camp the website and try to order one as soon as they're becoming available, and hope that I'm fast enough. I guess, um, but yeah, I don't know how that will go. I've never bought a graphics card at launch, but I need one. Um,
0: so. The card will ship with 10 gigabytes of GDDRX uh, or 6X. GDDR6X, excuse me, memory, which will be priced at 699 when it ships on September 17th. Nvidia is using Eight thousand seven hundred and four CUDA cores on the RTX 3080, combined That's not
1: with a number is half that. They doubled the number because apparently it can do two. Uh, it does it does two instructions of something per clock. I don't remember. There's there's a technical detail there that I forget. Hmm. But uh, the double the number is a marketing thing.
2: Hmm.
0: It'll be uh, be combined with a one point seven one gigahertz boost clock. That seems
1: really low, but is that high so that for a graphics card? Because the um the the clock means nothing. That's just what the stock the stock reference cards will will do, right? But if you buy a card from, you know, any of the other any of the partners, it's gonna be different. They all tune them differently. Does all clock all speed does
0: overclocking your graphics card make any difference?
1: Yes, of course it does.
0: More performance out of it.
1: You're doing more operations in the mm. same period of time. Of course, it's making okay. a difference. Okay. Okay. Uh, One point seven isn't. Uh, I mean, it's nothing. Uh, it, it's not low. Nothing. Nothing to write. What is that
0: for? A for a for, uh, for a processor that would be low though.
1: For A CPU, yes, that would be very very slow.
0: What? Uh... So I guess, I guess, what is low for a graphics card then?
1: Well, let's see how fast my graphics card is going right now.
0: And yours is not overclocked, or is it? Your system is actually your system isn't overclocked, is it? Oh, I don't know. It just tap the Zach. Did we lose... Zach, did we lose you?
1: Oh, I've been... Hello? Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. There you are. Uh, my uh, current GPU clock, 1316 megahertz right now. That is 1.3 gigahertz.
0: Uh, Your system is not overclocked, is it? No. Would your, your old system was, though, wasn't it?
1: Yes. It was. Just on the CPU, I had 4.5 gigahertz on my 4790K at Pretty low voltage. It was pretty nice. That, a, that was a good 4790K.
0: What uh what was the highest you ever got it up to?
1: 4.8. That's not horrible. I had to dump on the volts to get there though.
0: <laughs> um, you'll have to hold on. We'll we'll ask about that in a second. Um, at the heart of this new GPU is an updated thermal design. Nvidia has created a new um pennant-shaped board for its RTX 3080. Um, combined with new cooling uh Cooling shroud. The new cooling solution is designed to improve airflow and overcome some of the constraints of the uh, cooling solutions that exist on the RTX 2080 today It includes dual fan setup that is designed to improve airflow by more than fifty five percent with promises of much quieter or more efficient cooling.
1: Um, And citation and testing needed. Because Wait, but is it
0: trust uh, is that going to be is that going to be the same across all manufacturers though, or is each manufacturer going to do something slightly different? That's
1: only NVIDIA's cooler. If you buy a reference card, they call them Founders Edition now. You buy one of those, that's the cooler you get, and those are the clocks you get as well. If you buy a card from you know one of the board partners like you know EVGA or ASUS or Gigabyte <laughs> or whoever, you're going to get something different. You're going to get whatever cooler they put on it and you're going to put get whatever clocks they tune it to. Hmm. Um, alongside- There's also a rumor that is not confirmed by NVIDIA that add in board partners will be launching a 20 gigabyte version of the 20 or 3080, as well as a 16 gigabyte of the 3070. Um, Yikes. You know, whether it's true, who knows. Um, but yeah, a lot of people are saying that they are not happy with the, um, you know, amount of VRAM in these cards. And I, you know, I admit it is kind of curious how, you know, for example, like the, okay, so the 3070 has eight gigabytes, you know, that eight gigabytes, and that's priced at the, at the
0: 499
1: price. It's the same, I think as the, the 2070, isn't it?
0: I have no idea. Um, well, let's see. So along, alongside the RTX 3080, Invit is launching so the watching, cheaper yeah. RTX 3070, which will be priced at 499 in October. Um, they say that this will be a more capable card than the prior RTX 2080 at a lot less cost. The performance bump will also put the RTX 3070 com- uh, comfortably above the uh, 1080 Ti and 1080 cards for 1440p gaming.
1: The uh, 2070 is indeed an 880 gigabyte card as well. Um, so you're getting the same amount of memory as last gen. However, in terms of like shader performance, the 3070 is said to approach the 2080 Ti's level of performance.
0: What was launch price of the 2080, though? The not, TI, the tw- not the 2080, the, the 2070, I guess. I
1: believe the launch prices were the same for both.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, this RTX 3070 card will also use a similar cooling solution to the RX, uh, RTX 3080 with NVIDIA's um, promise of improved thermals and a quieter operation. NVIDIA's RTX 3070 will be available at some point in October, priced at 499 NVIDIA is using 5,888 CUDA cores on the RTX 3080. Is that yeah. doubled again? They're all doubled. Um, combined with a 1.71 GHz uh, boost clock, and 8 gigabytes of GDDR6 memory. So, let me guess. The GDDR6 X memory is, like, GDDR6 the next GDDR6 generation?
1: Fastest graphics card memory that is around right now.
0: So it's the next generation, basically.
1: Yes. Um, um The 2070 and the 3070 both use GDDR6. Hmm.
0: OK, Zach, let's have a quick crash course in overclocking because I've heard different well, terms
1: I'm really not an expert in overclocking at all.
0: Well, you I can you, you can me. explain the 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 core concepts to me. OK, so what the theory obviously of overclocking is to gain more performance out of your out of your, you know, right. your graphics Here card goes, right? or your CPU.
1: So in order to maintain a certain clock. Your, you know, piece of silicon needs to be fed, you know, power, right? And this, um, you know, the amount of power that you're putting through it. Well, gosh, I forget the the relationship between volts and amps. But generally speaking, when you're um, when you're tuning for overclocks, you're you're adjusting the voltage that you're feeding your piece of silicon, right? Um, in terms, when you're talking about graphics cards, sometimes you Want to turn off or adjust the power limit settings again as well to feed it more power, but in to boil it down, you're 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 trying to achieve a balance between um, the amount of voltage you're giving your CPU or whatever and the amount of clocks that you're getting out of it, right? So like, okay, let's say you're let's say you're at some stock settings, right? And you want to go up, you want to go up like you know 500 megahertz on your CPU, right? So you, you adjust it, and you, uh, you know, you reboot, and then, oh, look, I crashed because, you know, I wasn't getting enough, I wasn't putting enough voltage into it. And it wasn't stable. So you need to feed it more voltage. But do you know what feeding it more voltage does? It makes it warmer, and it can reduce the lifetime of the part, but not necessarily. So there's kind of a, I guess like a
0: that's what I never understood. Three, I've always three heard
1: points, three points of data that you need to balance. That's right? what I never. Bubbles, your voltage and your clocks. You want to find the balance. There are so many more things that go into it. So many more. That's not but what if I you never want to get yeah. a little more out of your CPU or whatever. That's kind of all you need to know. Hmm. You know See, you the, really the voltage insane, part. That was the part that I never and
0: understood. I that was the part that I never understood was I always heard voltage. But I voltage wasn't quite sure. equals
1: heat. You give your you give your CPU more voltage, it's going to get hotter. And if you give it too much voltage, it might just die. You know, you won't, they won't like that at all. <laughs> but... Um, so you can get, yeah, you can, I mean, you can get a crash. The more voltage you give so, it, the faster it can go and remain stable.
0: I would imagine I would imagine you give it too much voltage, you'll get a crash. You give it too little voltage, you'll get a crash.
1: Too much? Um, unless you go and... In, unless you reach an extreme probably not
0: that's uh, yeah that's probably yeah you're you're probably you're, right
1: you're probably going to be talking although i mean at a point you are going to reduce the lifetime of the part that's not good um and and if you're talking about overclocking a graphics card it can also help to unlock like a lot of at least on the nvidia side of things a lot of them have like a, a like a power limit setting that you will have to unlock Hmm. in order that to allow the card to uh, slurp more watts from the uh, power supply um additionally speaking of the uh the new rtx cards have a new power connector because apparently they're quite power hungry and they are very power hungry they are very power hungry the uh 20- 3080 is what 320 watts i mean that's a lot that's like twice the wattage of a 1080. For reference i don't know what the wattage of a 2080 was but they are they are pretty power hungry
0: Hmm. interesting Um... and
1: i i've read some materials that suggested the um the power hungriness comes a lot of it from the memory the gddr6x sucks a lot of watts supposedly and the um well, the 3090 has 24 gigs of that stuff so yeah it's got a lot of watts going through it and also the um the uh, the process that the um, lithography process used to make them is samsung which is well they were they were made by Samsung which is a little bit Oh. Less favorable on the power side of things than the uh, traditional TSMC. So,
0: yeah. Um. All right. Hold on. Um, kind of a I'm ramble
1: there, but yeah.
0: Um. In other quick news here, this is like super not important, but um. Let's see here. Let me let me go find this real quick here. Um, there we go. Cool. Um, apparently Intel is going to be debuting a new logo alongside its 11th gen chips.
1: <laughs> Whatever.
0: <laughs> they're they're redoing their branding.
1: So, um. Maybe they should have saved it for when they made a good part. (laughs) A good generation of parts, I should say. I mean, of course there are, you know, decent parts here and there, but I wanna I wanna I wanna see like a knock your socks off generation of parts to really come back.
0: Let's uh hang on. I I wanna see this real quick here. There's a there's a video here. Hold on. This is interesting. Is this like really a video like showing them their new, like showing their new logo? Yeah, it is. Oh my goodness. Stop.
2: oh oh
0: oh that was that was horrible they oh they updated the classic uh like uh intel bong oh man at the end there it was like done with like a trumpet that sounded horrible <laughs> oh my jingle. gosh yeah <laughs> Dang. Um, Hold on. Um, Let me copy link address. Um, Just check out like the very, very last portion of that. Tell me what you think of the of the new bong. Let's see here. It sounds horrible. (laughs) I hope that's not what they're going with. We hope that's not what they're going with. Um, hold on. Let me find that again here. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear it?
1: it sounds stupid, yeah.
0: Uh, hang on. Dun, 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 dun! <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, my gosh, that sounded horrible. <laughs> oh, man. OK, um, I mean, it is a more modern look, but Intel has just announced its new 11th gem processors. OK, um, and alongside the lights, the company is also rolling out its new minimalistic logo. Look, what else does Intel have right now, Zach? What? <laughs> so what else does Intel have right now? I don't know. <laughs> right? Exactly. Um, it's, the third company that, uh, com- or it's the third logo that the company has ever used. Um, the fresh design bridge price is the previous branding with the Intel Wordmark enclosed in a circle that has been used by the company in various forms since 2006. Um, the new logo will also accompany a brand new refresh from Intel with a more minimalistic design for everything from Intel Xeon servers to its Optane memory chips. Um, let's see here. Yeah, there's like, the, there's the classic Intel sound there. Um, they're keeping that iconic five note, um, jingle. Um, although it promises that it'll have a modernized version that match, um, or to match the logo later this year. Okay. So maybe that's just, uh. That might not actually be the official one there in that video, but that one sounded horrible. You have to admit. You have to admit, right, Zach? Yes. <laughs> um, so anyway, yeah, there you go.
2: Intel, new logo on the way. Um, yeah. All right, that's all I got for this week.